Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. A very common question that I get from a lot of brides is, what's something I can do that's really different or something really cool that you've seen? So this in particular is something that I used to see a lot when I first got started in weddings. Not really a lot, but for more high-end weddings. And even of all of the weddings I've done, I've probably only seen this done at about 10 of them, and it's so, so cool. Uh, it's live painting. So today's guest, Heather Wolf, is such a talented live wedding painter. She goes through everything you can expect in live painting, and if you're on the fence, she's definitely gonna convince you to go forward with it because it's such a special keepsake and also adds so much entertainment value to your wedding. You're gonna love her, she's so sweet and so informative. Before we get started, I just wanna remind you that if you're loving the show and you want to leave me a review, it's super helpful to me. Um, it helps me get more guests and just create better episodes for you. Um, if you have any questions or criticisms, I'm always open to that too. I'm trying to make the best podcast as possible for you to help you in your wedding planning journey. If you do decide to leave a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to my email. That's adriana at the-pre-nup.com and you'll be entered in a monthly giveaway for the prenup bridal planner. It's gonna help you stay organized in all of your wedding goals and tasks. It's more of a personal bridal planner rather than a wedding planner, but it's gonna help you keep your sanity because it's so easy to lose uh, throughout the process and lose sight of you know the way you want to look and feel for your day. So this is really awesome. You can also shop that at the-pre-nut.com. You can find that linked below. Again, you'll be entered if you leave a review and you can also shop it at the-pre-nup.com. Also check out all the prenup socials linked below. Thanks for listening. Here is Heather Wolf. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Yes, thank you. I'm so glad we got this to work out with our schedules. I know we've been talking about it for quite a while. And I do. It's, it's so crazy with busy season of weddings and trying to do anything else in life and you have a beautiful daughter too that you're caring for so thank you I know it's 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 a busy busy season for sure <laughs> oh beyond beyond do you have weddings this weekend I do and uh I'm in Kentucky so I'm in I'm in East Tennessee so it's it's not gonna be that far okay. I think it's gonna be like a two-hour-ish drive it's London Kentucky it's a small town I've never heard of London, Kentucky. It sounds fancy. Uh, well, it's it's that small, but I was in Nashville just the other day. I have my Nashville painting on display. It's the Country Music Hall of Fame. Let's say I'm a bride and I'm on the fence about whether I want to hire a live painter or not. What would you tell me? Uh, well, I would tell you for sure you should because <laughs> I think it's it's such a unique thing right now, and it, I hear it more than not that when people come up to me, they're like, "Wait, what are you doing?" So there's this freshness, this newness element to it. And um, I think a lot of the things that when we go to weddings, we're like, okay, we're familiar with this routine. These are the things we're going to see, uh, these traditions that we're going to do. So I kind of throw everybody for a loop. And it's like, if you want something really unique and very different, this is like screaming all of that. So um, I, I, that's definitely what I would say is like, well, selfishly, I want to be at your wedding and paint something beautiful. Um, so I, um, I, I would just, I would just ask them like, what is the best 
Uh, what are they most interested in? Are they wanting it to be entertainment? Are they wanting me to have like a keepsake in the end and then finding out like something that's very custom for them? So um, I think I would just tell them to just share more of their story so I can learn more about what they're interested in. Yeah, definitely. And to your point, it's it's interesting you say that because I was thinking about earlier before we got online, you know, it really is such an interactive element of the wedding and it is both entertainment and a keepsake. So it's it's something that your guests are kind of going to be ooing and eyeing and and like you said, you know, it's it's very rare. So I used to see not very often, but here and there I would see live paintings at very high-end luxury weddings. And yeah. I think now weddings are, I'm sure as you've seen, changing to a point where people are reallocating their funds to the yeah. things that they really want. So they're implementing these luxury elements and maybe not having, you know, 500 people. So it kind of can be for everyone, um, you know, as long as it's within budget and whatnot. Right. I think budget is a really big one. I, I am not your photographer, videographer, your catering, those things. Well, videographer, I think is still a, a little bit of an extra, but photographer, mm -hmm. catering venue, you have to have those to function a wedding. Sure. And so then it's like this new element, this new piece, which is me uh, being a life painter. I am, I am finding that there is a, a level of budget that I fit into uh, my certain clientele. Now I've had my clients, I mean, a lot of the weddings that I work will be your really high end budgets and they have gorgeous everything. They've spent, they didn't save a single penny. They just spent it all. <laughs> and then I'll have these couples that literally it is a barn wedding and they don't even have full length table linens. And it's just like, just a few centerpieces like every other table and then they have me and I'm like I am I am really surprised that you spent this much to have me because this is not the this is not my typical um budget that I see for a wedding and then they come up to me like this was the thing I had to have I went all out and I spent all my money on like like the extra money that they had like I wanted you and so then it's like I know that they're not following a trend and they're yes. not just trying to have something cool at their wedding it's like this is something that was really meaningful for them and it was like I I have to splurge in this so it's it's really it's really special when I work those weddings that um I know it was something really significant and they they tried really hard to include this and so it anyway just on that note I'm I definitely see a mix. Yeah, it's so true because everyone wants that unique element. And people will always ask, what can I do that's different? What have you seen that's cool? I'm like, well, you kind of have to tell me what you're into and what you like. And, you know, and for a lot of people, they don't even think of live painting. And it's definitely right. coming more into the wedding lexicon now because of people like you and, you know, your fabulous sharing on social media and such. So, <laughs> Thank you know. You. People know, oh yeah, of course, but people know about it a little more now, but you know, for someone who maybe isn't as into like a photo booth or outdoor right. games, but they want something that, like you said, they're not going to see at every wedding. It's a really cool thing to implement. So the question I have for you about just the process of it, do you, after you book someone, do you go to the actual venue and scope out the landscape? Are you studying you know, the faces of the couple or family members, how does that kind of work for you? 
So when I first started and my first wedding was a two hours drive and I actually went on site way before the wedding even happened. And I scoped it out. Like you're saying mm-hmm. at the caliber of like how many I'm having now, I, there's no way I could do that type of prep. So I'm so thankful for the internet that we can like literally photo stock somebody beforehand and be like, what does this venue look like? What is the aerial view? What is the layout of the venue? And I can scope it out virtually, which is so important. So I'll have a consultation call with my couples a few weeks before the wedding. And I will do a little bit of brainstorming. I give myself maybe like a 30 minute photo stock time. And that's usually right before that consultation call, because I can't do too much beforehand or I'm going to forget or mix these thoughts together with all of the weddings that I have going on. So it's like, I do a little bit right before their consultation call and I get an idea of if they were going to have a ceremony outside, these are the spots that they could have had it located. Or if it's going to be a reception inside, this is what the ballroom would look like. So I have an idea when I jump on the phone with them and, and we're, because everything is just a, an audio call now. Okay. And so I will say, okay, Hey, this is a custom piece. You get to design everything from the moment that I'm painting and who all and what all is included, how big you're going to be in the canvas. If it's going to be something like, you're like the focal piece or if it's something more like um, like there's a scene and there's people, there's family. So they can start to tell me these things and I already have got a glimpse of what the venue looks like. And then I'm like, I know exactly how to plug that in. And so then I'm sketching in real time on this consultation call with them. And it like, I'll show you my notebook. It's like full of little, um, it's full of little sketches. Like it's, it's like, okay, can you see it? Oh, wow. Wow. That's So that's just from an audio call with someone. Yes. And as they're talking, I'm literally sketching it in real time. And I'm like, oh, wait, you changed that thought. Let me erase that and shift you over. And so it's this like sketching and I snap a quick photo and then I text it to them while we're on the call. Then they say, yes, that's it. And then I'll give myself my check of approval because if I don't, you know, weeks later when it's time for the wedding, I'll forget the details that that couple said, and then I'll get it mixed up with my next week's couple's thoughts. So it's really important that everything that I hear and say is now written down so that everything, when I get the day of, I'm like flipping my notebook pages and like, today's this, this is the scene, here's the people, and it's this planned out thing. So if I went to these venues, like you're asking, do I go to the venue and kind of wing it? there would be so much time that is spent in that creative process that I worked out beforehand that I would be like spending my energy, my mental creative, my creative energy. I'd be spending it in that time where I need to be like hit the ground running, start painting immediately. And the day is so short. What is it like a four to six hour window is a typical wedding time. So I can't spend that hour that I use during consultation time to then brainstorm during the wedding. Cause it's like a fifth of the time I'd be using to just prep, which that should be in a studio where it's boring and who cares if it takes me an hour to sketch something and all that. So there's a lot that I have to do beforehand, but um, there are artists that do it different. And some people go and they'll just feel it out and they'll say, this room speaks to me. I'm going to paint this. So I'm going to do this moment and I'm going to have these people. And then they on the spot will do that. But for me, this is how it works best. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So you're kind of setting the scene beforehand and it's kind of falling into play because, you know, if you're painting a ceremony or a walkout or something like that, you, you kind of already have at least an idea of 
what that's going to be like and the figures and the space. So I yes. never thought about that. That's really interesting. But how long does it take you to complete a painting? So I, so I always arrive two hours before the ceremony and that is, um, I set up and it takes about 45 minutes. So minus that part of setting up my equipment, I'm probably painting like four or five hours on the canvas at an event, um, maybe up to six hours, just depending on how many people are in it and how big the canvas is. So wow. all my canvases come back to the studio with me and then I do studio touch-ups. So studio touch-ups could be, um, okay, so like for the one that I just did on Saturday, it was just the bride and groom, but it's a large canvas. It's my third largest canvas that I offer. So I don't know, maybe another two hours in the studio that I use. So it could be like a 10 hour painting. And then like when you have a bunch of people, like this one had 14 people, it had band members, it had grandparents. Um, that one needed a lot of love. It's a lot of faces, a lot of detail, a lot of things like decorations and tables and chairs and all that. So that one probably be more like in the 15 hours total. And that's kind of a typical amount. Now I'm a speed painter. I've always had extra energy. It's this bop, 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 like, like go, 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 go. And so I feel really fortunate that I can have that kind of a time frame. but there are artists that, and I used to fall into this category where it would take, you know, a month to do a piece, but I can't do that with this, with this, like every weekend, sometimes multiple in a weekend. I just have to, I had to find a routine, a, a, like a, a way of, okay, I'm gonna have a wedding on Saturday. I'm gonna finish it before the next weekend so that I can be wedding or like ready for that next wedding, um, which has just been a lot of discipline. So it's, it's like um, just having to be really aware of my time, watching the clock, kind of having like a schedule throughout the night of like, I wanna have a couple in by this hour. I wanna have background done by this hour. So it's just like a mental timeline in my head. Well, judging by your amazing work, I think you've really gotten a great routine that works very well. I mean, it's it's just so Thanks. stunning. So just from a novice eye, I don't know anything about art. I don't know anything about painting. I, I can barely draw a stick figure. So I'm just throwing it out. Like oil painting, watercolors, those, am I even like on the right track of things that are- <laughs> Those exist? are media, yes. Okay, so um, I don't use either of those, mine is okay. acrylic. So if okay. I was using a foil, it can take like a month to dry. I don't have time for that. It has to go in the back seat of my car and I have to drive it back to the studio. Or somebody at the wedding would have to hold on to an oil-based, you know, wet canvas. People do use it. So it's not like totally out of the picture here. There are artists that use oils and they're awesome and they're brave. <laughs> I was trained in acrylic. It is a water soluble and meaning like you can erase it. You can like wash it off. You can wash it off your hands until it dries, which it dries in just a couple of minutes and then it's permanent. So I love that. Now, if I was using watercolor, that is always going to be water soluble. So it will always be able to be lift off to the page. So if you go to a watercolor painting, I don't know, a year later and you take water to it, you literally ruin the artwork immediately. So there's a sensitivity to the medium. So I don't know, I found this like, I like the durability of acrylic. I like the quickness of it. I like how it dries. That's what I was trained in. And um, 
I, I like that I can layer so quickly when I'm at a wedding. Because if I'm doing the background and I need to then paint the, the couple in a scene in the foreground, I have to wait for that to dry. And if it was oil, I have to like scrape it off or, you know, leave a white spot there. So I love acrylic and I will probably never switch. It is my media true. Like it is the one that's for me. I mean, for someone who knows nothing, you've sold me on acrylic. I think that it sounds like it's, <laughs> it's the best way to go, just based on what you said. Do people ever ask you for anything else or you just tell them like, no, this is, this is the way I do it? I've had a couple of people ask me for different things, not as much for changing my medium, mm-hmm. but they'll ask me for other things. Like another really thing that's popular right now is having um, a portrait artist come and they do guest portraits. So these little miniature paintings, they're usually watercolor and they are little keepsakes that you get to hand out to your guests, like a five minute painting that's handed out. So when I've asked something that's outside of my wheelhouse, rather than adapting myself to like, okay, I got to say yes. I say, this is not my wheelhouse. This is not the direction that I'm, I'm, I'm focused on. So let me like resource you to somebody that matches up with more of your view of, or what you're requesting. So I kind of have come to a place where I don't have to say, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Whatever you're asking me, I'll, I'll do. Now I'm just like, I know my strengths and I know what works well for me. And if that's your vision, let me help you find the perfect artist that will match up with you. So I love that. Yeah. You would much rather, you know, it's, it's your reputation on the line too. So like, you know, bending over backwards. I mean, there's, there's things that are not in my wheelhouse either. Like I'm not an event designer. I'm, I'm timelines. I'm, you know, logistics, those types of things, but you know, I can, I can direct you to the best event designers in the area and the people I know who do a stellar job, but it's just, if that's what you want for me, it's not going to be, not going to be me. Unfortunately, I wish it was. And I respect the hell out of anyone who can do it. Um, yeah. But for, for the paintings, are they always based on, I know you have your call beforehand and you kind of talk about what they want, but um, I'll just give an example. I've had a couple couples actually do the dirty dancing lift. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so if they're like, we're doing this lift, you know, we're, this is the moment that we want. Is that something that you're like, yeah, we can do that. And then you would just then sketch what you think that lift may look like and kind of go from there. Oh, okay. So when I'm sketching, it would be something like, okay, I want a head. I want a torso. I'm going to draw this dress like coming out. Oh, my pin goes out as I'm doing this. And I'm like, literally just, that's not showing up. I'm going to step out of the frame. (laughs) This is so cool. I just want to show you this. You may have to cut this out. No, that's okay. We're getting to see the work in real time, which is so fascinating to me. I mean, I'm just like in very basic sketches. So it would be something like this, like there's the bride and then the groom. So then I have like their hands out as if they were like um, doing some kind of like their arms out and like this. So that would be what I would say. Now, this is a placeholder. This is exact words that I would say. This is a placeholder for what y'all would look like, but know that I would make it exactly what you look in that moment in on the painting. But let's just pretend this is the scene. So that's the kind of detail that they would get in that sketch. Okay. And then I'm not having to like think of exact examples of what that would look like. Sure. But then it's like, okay, I know where you're placed. I know how, how, how you're going to, if it's going to be like the dirty dancing lift, 
But you know what's really interesting? Um, dances is actually the hardest one to paint. And the reason why is because they're in movement. And you've got your videographer, your photographer, and everybody wants that scene. I don't want to be in the background of somebody's picture. Sure. I know they can edit it out. But I'm also thinking, I want a specific angle. A lot of my couples, they want to see their faces. And not like some like crazy, like hair, like going crazy, like a spin or the back of their head. They worked way too hard on their makeup to be like a side note to this painting. So I will stage that moment because if they're in rotation or we have like up lighting from a DJ or low lighting for this mood setting of the reception, that really changed. I, I film with my cell phone. That's how all mine is. I don't have like a high quality uh, camera as I'm documenting these moments. Yeah. So I can't, my photos will be grainy. So I, for photos uh, or paintings that are the first dance, I will say, hey, let's practice this in a moment and it could be anywhere on site because I will take that photo one other thing I will superimpose the couple's photos into the scene so they don't have to like do a spoiler alert let's say they don't want to go into the ballroom until it's time because that's a lot of time a big surprise oh, and yeah. if I wanted to do them you know practicing their dance I would do it off in another area it could even be outside it could be another like foyer so that they don't have to be at that specific scene but um, I will usually stage them that way uh, I get that exact view that I want and I'm not going to get into the scene of somebody else's photos or videos and then um, it's perfect okay so another thing I want to say is when our our brides are wearing these giant dresses that have lots of fabric all of a sudden you're carrying around extra weight of fabric um it is a totally different thing when you're when you're doing your dance versus when you were in the studio learning like a, an eight count dance and you're in like, you know, workout clothes. And yes. it's like you have this yes. giant dress that you're now like dirty dancing on top of like you're trying to do the lift and then you have the dress like all over the groom's face. I have to say over and over, um, it may not look as great as a painting and what your dress is going to do you're not going to see your legs or any like you it's just going to be this mass of fabric so yes I, I try to coach them through that it's that's a living thing a live a live and learn thing of like okay I've been there I've done that I've watched so many couples attempt these these scenes and then they're yeah. not as happy with how it looks or I'm not as happy with how it looks because there's so much that I'm looking for. I'm look. I, I'm not just like something cute. Like I, I want you guys dancing. I'm thinking, what's your body language? Where are your hands? What does your arms look like? What is that negative space? Like go back to this. What is this negative space behind you guys? Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking so much more than just like a moment. I'm thinking composition, the layout, the design, and so. I, I guess I can foreshadow that when we're doing our consultation call and they say something like, oh, I want to do a first dance. I'm like, great. Let me just give you some thoughts on that and see if that's still the direction you want to go. And if it is, we're going to make this work. We're going to do a little bit more prep. We're going to yeah. state it versus, okay, we're just going to wing it. And I'm just going to hope to get the view and all that. So that just takes a lot more work and a lot of prep. I actually had a professional dancer that I um, that I, I worked for, and 
the dance was like the crescendo of her of her wedding planning that she had like prepared so hard for and um that same thing when I you know I was taking her her staged photo she was not used to that dress being so much bigger and stepping on it and her her fiance was well yes she was he was still a fiance at that moment because this is before <laughs> ceremony we're staging it earlier in the day um, he was stepping on it. So it was just really challenging. And even as somebody who is as practiced and professional, at, like she is a professional dancer, she teaches it and yeah. she had a with it. So it's just giving you a little bit of like insight of like, that's not easy. And I just saw the coolest Instagram reel of a girl taking a comforter and wrapping it around her waist and belting it. And then she practiced her dance because her dance. So she's not. I know. I was like, that's genius because that's about the equivalence of extra fabric, the extra weight, the extra length all over the floor. So yes. you can kind of get an idea for it. Your groom, your fiance can get an idea for what does it feel like to be dancing with all this fabric all at your feet? Absolutely. So these are the things I have to live and learn and figure out to help them through these planning processes because you would never think about that when... No you're like okay I'm just gonna paint a pretty moment and it's like yeah that sounded like a good idea and then I ran into all of these things that were troubleshooting <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's so difficult for someone like me to conceptualize like, how do you get this done because I'm thinking like okay you know something occurs and Heather's just painting it like there's just so much more admin that goes into it percent. <laughs> there's so much thought and I think that is also I think that's a difference between um, somebody who is a seasoned live painter and who's been there, done that a lot of times. And it's becoming so popular that a lot of people are like, oh, I took art class in middle school. I think I can do this. And so then there's a lot of newbies that are just jumping in. And I'm like, there's such a process of live and learn you got to go through to get to this place because there's so much that we think about. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I'm happy to mentor other live painters when they ask me these types of questions. I'm like, let me say you that, oops, I didn't mean to. And let me get you to the, okay, I can be successful. And you can just like live from, like learn from my living. And anyway, so it's. No, that's, that's <laughs> really cool. No, it's, it's so helpful. Actually, my, my sister-in-law has just gotten into the live painting business. She did her first wedding last That's weekend so awesome. I'll have to connect you guys yeah yeah Where she's she awesome is? yeah she's super super talented but I'll connect you guys um on Instagram but it when you're looking when someone's looking for a live painter what what would you say is something that's important for an individual to look out for or a couple a hundred percent check out their style go through their examples see if you like what they've done before it's not just are they available and do they fit into my budget? If you're going to go in that direction, then okay, you've, you're being really risky because my style is so different than other people's style. Um, there are people that are going to do more abstract, impressionistic, or just uh, they don't show faces. So it's more just gestural and uh, maybe a dash of paint for a face mark. And I'm like 
no, I'm going to be super detailed. These are going to be as realistic as I can paint them. I would love for you to say that looks like so-and-so. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so if you, um, if you can go through their gallery, if it's on their website or through their Instagram, just really look at their technique, their style, and make sure that that goes with your style. I think that'd be my biggest advice. Yeah. Because, um, uh, if you're, if you're expecting something, you know, if I say, okay, I'm going to go put on a, a blue shirt or let's go wear blue to this party tonight. I'm going right. to show up in one blue and you're going to show up in another. So what we understand as that color of blue, I may show up in Navy. You may show up in Royal or like a bright blue. Mm -hmm. So same mm -hmm. thing. If we have all different artists going in a, okay, we're going to use these colors or we're going to do this scene. We all have these different visual comprehension, like different understanding of words. And yes. so it's really important that you see their visual to go with it. See their example. That's why I had to show you this. It's like, no, I yeah. just, what this would be like. I have to actually show you because visuals are so important for us to make decisions. It's so true. It's so true. I just heard something that the brain processes visuals like 200 million times faster than than Words? text or any other yeah yeah that's interesting it's pretty I, wild it, I tell people all the time I'm like I, if I don't if, if you're telling me a story I'm either doodling as I'm listening like you think I'm not paying attention but that's my processing I have to like write it down I have to visualize it <laughs> yeah yes I, I'm, I'm not artistic in the least but I'm the same way like if I'm doing a task I need music or I like I need something to balance it maybe I just have a horrible attention <laughs> deficit but you know <laughs> it is what it is um but what you said was actually really good advice for I think choosing any vendor because you know, a, a lot of times I'll have a bride say like, oh, you know, cousin Sue used this photographer and she really loved him and he was reasonable. We're going to go with him. I'm like, that's, that's great. But, but check out the work. And it sounds so simple, but when you know people and you trust them and, you know, so many people get overwhelmed by wedding planning and choosing vendors that yeah. they're just kind of like, I know this person had a good experience and that's what I'm going to do. But I think everyone owes it to themselves to look at their vendors and see their work and see if it aligns because they could be incredibly talented, but it's really just not what you had in mind. Like you said, you know, it's just a difference of the perception of it. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're right so, on. So do you do non-live paintings or is everything that you do for weddings specifically live? Yes, I do both. Um, okay. uh, everything that I do is custom. So whatever mm -hmm. I'm asked to do is what I fill my schedule with. If I just received 100% dog portraits, because I do dog portraits too. Well, then I Oh, you dog. do? Yes. And Oh um, my gosh. I know a lot it, of people who are going to love to hear that. <laughs> so my, my dog portraits are really cool. And I, I, I started the business 10 years ago. They are collage mixed media. So they are papers that are all glued down and then I paint on top of them and here let me grab one for you oh but, my gosh this is so cool so if it's a dog portrait that I'm doing then that's what I'll focus on so oh like let me see like, do you see like the pattern like all the textures the dots like that's paper and then I go in with the paint and I make it look like it is 3d oh and so cool yeah so it's um okay so 
if wow. it's a dog portrait, if it's a dog portrait, if that's what I'm doing. If someone asks me to do a live wedding, that's what I'm doing. So it's really based on what kind of orders are coming in is how I fill my schedule. But yeah. right now it's so popular with this live painting that I do more live wedding paintings than any other subject, any other request, because that's really time. And there's a handful of people that will reach out and they'll, they'll ask about a date that I'm already booked. Um, and then they'll say, okay, I will take option B, which is to, I can't come to the wedding, but I can paint your photos after the wedding. So there's yeah. a few that will take that option, but um, it's just, it's just live wedding, live wedding, live wedding. That's just how oh I'm. Gosh. Oh my God. I love how busy you are. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. It is my dream. I was told I'd be a starving artist. I told, I was told don't go into art school. Don't go into art. And here I am, like I'm doing this. I'm loving it. And like the other night I was at the country music hall of fame and I was talking to some of the guests that were there. I'm like, welcome to my office tonight. Like <laughs> every night's a different scene. Every weekend's a different city. And I'm just like pinching myself. This is reality. I literally get to sit in ball gowns, dressed up, everybody listening to beautiful music and dressed to the nines and yummy food being passed around. I'm like, this is my life. <laughs> that makes me want to start crying. That is so, that's so inspirational and it's kind of off topic, but you know, just thinking, hearing you say like, you know, I was told I'd be a starving artist. I'm sure there's so many people who work at it for a long time. Cause it's a, it's a dream job for someone who is as skilled and yes. talented as, as you are, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to get your foot in the door and get your reputation. So, you know, for someone who's, who's kind of maybe at the beginning or maybe they're, they feel like they're nearing the end cause they haven't gotten there. Like, do you have any advice for uh, that kind of person? Okay. So yes. And you just like opened a can of thoughts. So um, my advice for them would be to never judge yourself based on how many bookings or how many orders you're getting, because let's rewind back. I started my business 10 years ago, but let's rewind to even uh, like eight years ago. No, yeah. About, about the two year mark of me starting to go just solo artist. I almost quit because my orders were so slow and I was getting so few bookings. And at, at the time I was just solely focused on the dog portraits. Okay. I had talent and I had something cool that was unique and different because usually people just use paint on a canvas with a dog portrait, but I'm using paper and textures and it's really unique, but it was, I had not find my clientele yet. I had not figured out the direction that I really wanted to take it. Yeah. It did not mean that I was not successful and that there was potential for someone to buy something from me. So I really almost shut the door and just quit. But you have to like, you have to be able to separate yourself from people aren't buying what I'm making and I have a lot of talent and something to offer. Those are two totally separate things. You just have to find a really cool way that they will come together. Yeah. Um, I... I had a lot that I wanted to share. I just didn't know when and how and where and who to share it with. So, um, yes, I, that would be my, my advice for that. Now, um, <clears throat> I, I have, I've lost my train of thought. Um, Welcome to my life. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just, I, you just have to really work hard at what you're doing, have a passion about it. Um, I, I don't think that this world, and I say this world, and it sounds super glamorous, and we like get dressed up and 
have beautiful photos and videos that we get to like show you throughout the night on my Instagram. And I'm like, I'm here tonight. I'm in Miami tonight. I'm in Los Angeles tonight. And like, that looks awesome on social media, but just pull back those curtains a little bit and what it was like to get there. It's not all glamorous. It's not all easy. I am fighting traffic. I am dealing with uh, delays and schedules. I'm dealing with stress high levels of stress. Um, there was a riot the night before my LA wedding and just like, and that was across the street from the venue. And I'm just like, that is real life that's happening and it's not all pretty and things can happen that just like, woo, I don't, I don't feel good right now. I don't want to go and do this job right now. And so when I put on the social media video and I'm like doing my intro and saying all this stuff, it's like, um, I had to put on the smile and pretend that this was easy to, well, I don't have to pretend. Sometimes I pretend and then sometimes I'm like, y'all, let me be honest with you for a second. This yeah. is what I just went through to get to this really cool moment. So you could see my office for the night, but yeah. So it, I guess just telling a future uh, artist or the things that you will experience, you've got to have grit and you've got to be able to bounce back and you've got to be able to perform when you're tired or don't feel good or the music is too loud and you're literally like buzzing in your head and your canvas is literally bouncing from vibration. There's a lot you have to just push through. So there's going to be parts that you're like, that's not for me. Or there's going to be parts where like, I've got to live and learn so I can figure out how to do that successfully yeah. next time. So, um, you got to experience it. You got to get out there. You got to try some things, maybe sign up for a few jobs that are gifts or free and just dabble in that experience, but don't just quit, like push enough that you've come to a very sound decision to say, no, this is not for me because there will be points and I've had a whole lot. And <laughs> it's not just once. It's like a whole lot of points that it's like a roadblock. It's a place where I could have stopped and I, I just had to fight it and mm -hmm. dig through, have the grit, find a solution, um, brainstorm, really reflect with other people in my life. My husband is a huge supporter. It's just like, man, I needed to be talked through on that moment. I, I worked a wedding the other day. I'm so like all over the board here and I hope you're okay no, with I that. No, I love it. <laughs> I showed up to a wedding the other day and it was absolutely gorgeous, but it was full sun, no plan B for rain. We didn't have rain in the forecast, but I'm so used to being like under a tree or in some shade. And yes, yes. <laughs> and um, I get to the, the venue and I call my husband. And I was like, I, I'm not prepared for this full sun. And I actually just had um, a dermatology little, not even a little, a big surgery. It was on my arm. And I was like, told not to get in the sun anymore. And I was like, I'm now fighting I don't want to be in the sun because I know what it does to my skin and I don't want to be in the sun for all the reasons like it dries out my paint rather than it being one minute that I had to work with it. It now dries my paint in 20 seconds. And so it's just yes. like, I could have freaked out, but instead I called him. I was like, I just need a pep talk. I just need to vent for a minute of like, what do I do? And then, you know, with him being like, okay, here's your options. Here's some things like, these are things you can do. I came up with a cool solution by the end, but it's just these things that will happen. It's not all glamorous. And I just want to be really yeah. like transparent. And you probably know, because you probably have a hundred stories just like this. 
I do. It's, it's so funny, the word glamorous, because that's something people always say whenever I say I work in weddings or anyone I know when they say, yeah, like it's not, it's not glamorous because that's literally something that people say all the time. And, you know, for someone like me, I work with couples, so they get to see the process and what went from being like, oh, glamorous working weddings. They're like, oh, okay. There is so much that goes into this, but for someone like you, they only see you in the time when you're on because you that's right. another hard part about working weddings and I can tell you're a people person and I am as well and I, I love being with people and I'm I'm very um extroverted I guess and yes yeah. I do get my fuel that way but everyone has their days but when it's someone's wedding day it doesn't matter if you're having a day because it's not about you like you have to be yeah. on for the wedding so people see that you and you're happy and you're painting and you're doing this gorgeous work but they don't see everything that led up to it and what you did to get there and how you got there. So I think yeah. even people who either are wanting to get into the industry or couples, like it's just something to kind of keep in mind. Like this is, there's a reason it's priced the way it's priced. There's a re reason, you know, that it takes the length of time it takes because you're a professional and you really are you're wanting that to be such a great experience for them. So the more communication um, that they give to you and the most information possible, I'm sure is like super, super helpful, right? Right, oh yeah. And I just a little bit more about, I have the personality type to not drag my dirty laundry out or to be dramatic and say the hard stuff. I have the personality to be positive and have a high energy that's- I can tell. So sweet and lively. <laughs> Thank you. So I think uh, it's important for me to also say the hardship to this because um, it's setting the expectation for other artists that it's gonna be just like how Heather's doing. It's gotta be, you know, glamorous and you gotta put on a smile and all this. like. That's how I'm choosing to present myself. You can do your own authentic way. Um, but I, 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 I just don't want to paint a picture that this is a, a mental picture, that this is just um, that this is just effortless. And pulling back those curtains is really helpful to see what this is like. And you're right. This is why I have my pricing the way that it is. Um, when I first started, it was really affordable. And over the experience of, over the years with my experience, it's it's gotten great. It's gotten higher because it is um, a higher demand, but it's also harder. It's, mm -hmm. I'm going farther distances. That one in LA, that was, that was really intense. I was booked on a Wednesday. I flew out Friday and the wedding was Saturday. I mean, like it was last second. So oh just like, my gosh. Did you yeah. bring someone with you for that? No, I went what? by myself. I went How? by myself. because, And that's another thing. I have a two-year-old and it's not easy. We, you know, for the first two years, we took her with us to all these yeah. events and hotels. And I said, she was the connoisseur of hotels. She's the youngest travel baby. <laughs> and it's like, well, then she starts like screaming and crying through the night. And I'm like, I have a double header this weekend. I'm here tonight. I'm there tomorrow. And I didn't get any sleep. And I'm just like, I, I 
and you're grounded. You can't come with me anymore. <laughs> so right now the deal is that I'm going by myself when it's, you know, something like that because she well, or I'll arrange another plan um, for something, some other support if I need it. But it is, it is, it, I'm balancing family. I'm balancing my own personal life. And then, yeah. you know, just the demand that I've got on me right now. So I know that the price looks like a lot, but that is the exact reason why is because this is what it takes for me to get childcare to, um, to work out, uh, the logistics of the, the travel and all that. And, and you know, another thing that I think is a, a mis miscommunication, I'm based in East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And if I do have a wedding, let's say that's, you know, over four hours is kind of the threshold. I need to stay overnight. Yeah. And if it's over, if it's over six hours, I need to arrive the day before. So let's, I had Virginia weddings all, all through the month of April. That was really strange. I had three weddings in, in April for Virginia. It was all Richmond, which is like eight hours ish. Well, it was like seven hours ish from here. Yeah. And so I need to get there the day before. So I arrived on Friday, the wedding is on Saturday and then I don't get to leave until Sunday. So that's three days out of the studio that I don't get to work. So it's not like I can take another wedding before or after it because right. that just became a three-day weekend for that event. And I I think people are like, whoa, when I give a, a price quote for that far of a distance that requires that much of a stay, people yeah. are like, you're double the price of the local ones. I'm like, yeah, because you've just pretty much taken three days versus one day. And so it's not the same as, oh, you're in town and I get to drive to your wedding in 10 minutes. I work the event and I drive right back home. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's equivalent of booking me for the weekend. So I've yeah. had to think through that. And I, I know that's a little bit of a, it can be a sticker shock to some of my, my clients. Um, but I have got to say what works for me and, and then just say, if this is a good match for you, then I'll be there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Because for some people it's like, okay, yeah, I would, I would love that, but it doesn't work for me. And then for others, you know, it's like, this is the thing. This is, I'm, I tell everyone, whether it's your dress or your venue, or if it's, if it's your one thing and you can get it within your budget, do it. Cause you're never going to do it again. Like if it's important, try to figure out a way to do it. And of course it's not always feasible. It's, you know, it's not always going to work out that way, but don't go with, you know, the, the cheaper option, just because it might seem more convenient. Like, you know, the quality that you want. And I think, I think it's important to, to kind of go with that. If, if you can swing it for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. So do you have a favorite portrait that you've ever done or a favorite moment you've had? I keep, it keeps changing. I, I will have a moment and I will say, oh yeah, this is my new favorite wedding. And then I'll work yeah. the next weekend and I'll have another one. But there are a handful that, um, that I will just use a lot in my promotional uh, advertising. And you can kind of see which ones that I will advertise more than others. Um, I, yes, yeah, so there's, there's like, I have a top 10 probably. And when I think about like venues, um, the venues that are, uh, that would be multiple places to hang out. So it's got like an outside scene and an inside ballroom, like venues that are more diverse with 
places to explore and a lot I love gardens so anything that's got like a lot of greenery or water features or anything like that I'm such a sucker for oh yeah and then um with interesting architecture so like if the bare bones of the room was what does it look like on a Monday when the wedding weekend is over like if it's still interesting that's the kind of stuff that I just go goo goo over versus like everything was brought in and it was just staged for that moment because then I'm it's just I'm like I'm fighting the the rafters in this room or it's just a low ceiling or the lighting is just not really great so it's just not that it won't make a great painting it's just yeah. I have a hard time thinking creative uh of like what would make a beautiful painting sure um but I think some of my favorite paintings, and this is my current moment, is couple only and a vertical orientation where they're all zoomed in. Actually, this, this is it. That's stunning. Because it's so beautiful. I love that it really showcases the couple. You can see their heads big enough. So like their heads are probably this big. So you can kind of get an idea of that's big enough of a face, like a facial feature that it's just, it feels like it's large enough in the room. And, um, you know, some of these weddings that I'll work and they're, they're, they're like this, they're like teeny tiny little faces. You should see some <laughs> of my brushes. It's so, it's so crazy. I'm actually going to go get some so you can see. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. I would love to see. Okay. So like, these are some of my detail brushes, but like when I get into brushes like this, mm. this is literally, let me see if I can show you. This is the stuff that I'm just like. <laughs> That's like a pin. That is so teeny tiny. Yeah. And, and so um, people think, oh, I'll go smaller to save money. And I'm like, oh, no, smaller is harder because that's the brush that I have to pull out. And it's like um, you don't see a lot of the details and it's micro movements. It's micro dashes. That's like, oh, gosh, I just made a huge blob across your face because my brushes are only so small and so I'm a sucker for when they're bigger and anyway <laughs> well, I never thought of that yeah the smaller it is like obviously the more detailed it would have to be it makes so much sense when you say it but I would have always thought yeah like a bigger is definitely gonna be more expensive just filling more space but you have room to be I guess less nuanced because it's it's more of like like that one in the the top corner it's like a, it's gorgeous but it's a more of a landscape than you know yes. yeah someone up close and personal right that one it doesn't have a couple in it but if it, it did have a couple they'd be like this they'd be teeny tiny yes <laughs> yeah so um that I think is my current favorite is doing a vertical orientation with just a couple I think would I would say would be my 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 go-to favorite right now I love that. And then you, you said you're in East Tennessee. So is Knoxville like the, the hub of that area? Do you have a favorite venue in the area? Okay. So, um, I am Knoxville and I, because we're so close to the Smoky Mountains, did you know that Las Vegas is the number one place that hosts more weddings than any other place in the world? But the, the Smoky Mountains is number two. I so didn't know it was number two. No, I did not know that. Two. So I feel like I am like on the outskirts of just like wedding, like central over here. Yeah. So we have a lot, a lot of weddings that happen. And then so many of my couples um, are destination weddings. They come from all different states and then they have their East Tennessee, Smoky Mountain, 
mountain wedding. And so I will work. There's two venues that I think are some of my favorites that are up there. And they have these expansive, like 180 views. You go to their porch where it's their ceremony site. And it's just like, you just like mountain, 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 mountain. And it is just like overwhelming. You feel like an ant. You feel like teeny tiny. It's the, the Magnolia and the Trillium. And they're owned by the same company. Okay. They, uh, they have my heart for sure. I really love working those two venues. Um, and I work those two venues more than any other venues that I work. I'm, I work a lot of venues and I'll work like, you know, two, three times at a venue and that's a pretty normal number, but they're in the, they're like, uh, one of them's probably hitting almost 20 at this point that I've, I've worked up there. So oh my God. Um, it is a whole lot more. Now the area that I work, that's kind of like my sweet spot region would be like a three, four hour radius from Knoxville. Nashville, okay. Chattanooga, Kentucky, the Virginias, um, or the Carolinas. Um, I guess it's really cool that we have so many border states. But, you know, just that little region, three, four hours, you're going to have more of a budget-friendly pricing in that region. It's when you get out of that and you go farther out, um, you know, more than four hours is when the price really goes up. Because I, like I said, you're, you're now paying me for a weekend rather than just a single day. Of course. Or I can't do one night stay at a hotel. I now have to do a two night stay. So right. um, that's kind of my, my sweet spot. Now with being a young family, I am being more selective of where I'm traveling and how far. So it's kind of like, a, a um, my calendar looks kind of like some kind of map in my head of okay if I'm here this weekend and somebody asks for the day after the day before could I make that work with my route so there's a lot of logistics that just thinking through how easy is it to get to and from these venues sure and that, like I was just saying that I worked so many weddings in um, Virginia in April it was so crazy I had a Friday and a Saturday eight hours from home and they were 10 minutes from each other. Like both of them in Richmond area. Oh my gosh. Like, the odds of that. And I don't advertise for that area. I don't do any kind of like any promotional, anything out there. So just the, the random inquiries that came in and how it just worked out. I was like, well, that was just convenient. And so and that is so wild. So strange. It was, it was very wild. It was. Oh my gosh. And then the next weekend I'm right back in the same city and I'm, I'm working in Richmond again. So I was just like, what happened with my algorithms on Instagram or whatever? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Someone in Richmond's really spreading the word. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And you know, with that said of spreading the word so much of what I do is um, working weddings, people seeing me and having an experience and they're like, Oh, my so-and-so is getting married. If it's a kid, if it's a, 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 a niece, a nephew or whatever, or my friend is getting married, I'm going to share my, this info with them. Yeah. Or, um, you know, it's this, it is advertising at the event. So it's, um, so many people have seen me at an event and then they book me. I literally have worked a wedding. This was so ironic and so funny. I was working a wedding and before the ceremony even start, Another one of the guests booked me, paid me on spot. It came through on my Shopify 
before the wedding even started, they came up, asked me a few questions, like, cool, da 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 da, ding. And I was like, oh my gosh. That could be the fastest turnaround I've ever had with an inquiry. It was like, that is so flattering. <laughs> I mean, it's such a testament to your work. That is, that's really, really cool. It was very cool. It was extremely cool. Oh, but it is, it is, um, it's just, I ha that is one thing I love so much is that when people get to see and experience what it's like and they get to see that progression of the painting through the night because it starts blank. It's literally like I open a brand new canvas, I put it on the easel and if you come up and those are the ones that I'm always like, oh, please come back. There's so much more. Please don't leave this imagery of weird sketchy lines as like what I do. Like please see the end result. <laughs> And I can't always control it because people don't come back or they, they leave early or uh, whatever the reason. Um, so it's just like, I love when people get to see the progression. And I think, you know, one of my favorite things is that when I have, a, it's usually my brides that find me and they're like, this is what I got to do. I'm having this no matter what anybody says, budget or uh, they've decided it is they're, they're done. And yes. the groom will be on the fence like, uh, that? <laughs> Uh, All they say is dollar signs, like one yeah. more thing. Yeah, yeah this is huge dollar signs. <laughs> and then they come up, I love it. And when I win them over at the end of the night and they're like, what the heck? And like, they have this like, and I have these videos all over my Insta and it's just, there's, it's usually a, a different word than what the heck. It's usually like, whoa, <laughs> like, I did it. I won you over. I say you're a believer. And then they're like, just this last weekend, I had the groom say, I don't know what this costs, but it was worth it. And I'm like, yes. It, it, it makes me so happy when people Aww. get to live and experience what I'm doing. And then they become believers. And on the spot, they make, you know, big decisions like, okay, I'm booking you. Or that it's just solidified that their money well spent. It's, it's really rewarding. <laughs> oh, I bet. It's so special. And I so appreciate you going through all this. And I think it's really helpful to couples to understand kind of how the experience works, especially if they're considering it or even if they haven't yet considered it to kind of understand this process and seeing someone like you who's so talented and passionate and just lovely in every way. Um, so before I let you go, um, I have just two little fun things that I want to do. So I am super cheesy and my husband's in the other room and is probably dying of cringe, but I want to play a game. <laughs> and so I'm in the Philadelphia area. Um, so things are a little bit different wedding customs and traditions here than they are in the South. So I wanted to play a little game about Southern traditions. And since you're in Tennessee, it's going to be 10 I see or 10 I don't see. So I'm going to give Oh, that's cute. <laughs> he's, I know he's dying of embarrassment, but it's fine. <laughs> I love like it. I think it's really, really unique. So I'm going to give you a little custom or tradition. And you're going to tell me if it's 10 I see or 10 I don't see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so bury the bourbon. Uh, what does that mean? Like, so, okay, so I, I'm going to go with it. Then I don't see. So apparently there is a custom in the South that you bury a full bottle of bourbon at your venue the month prior to prevent rain on your wedding day. Have you ever heard of this? No, I haven't. <laughs> but you know, it what? seems like a huge liability, especially oh. at a private venue. 
Oh my God, I'm just thinking of some of these venues that I work and I'm like, I literally have to hand over every liability policy I've ever signed up for and say, I swear, I promise I will always do exactly what you say, sign contracts. I couldn't imagine a couple showing up with a shovel and like, here's my bourbon. No, no, I know. That's what I always, because anytime I hear it, I'm like, that, what a strange costume. Okay, so that's, that's going to be a time it. I don't say. But you know what? I don't doubt it. If, yeah. if the venue allowed it, I, I don't doubt it because okay. people love their bourbon around here. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Okay. Um, what about, this one sounds dirty, a pounding party. I don't know any of these. Okay. Maybe I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God. I, cause I always think like Southern people are just a little more classy and you know, refined and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have these either, but apparently a pounding party is a sort of shower, but it's really based in, like getting your kitchen in order. So all of your, your kind of kitchen items is the way I understand it. Oh, well we do. Well, okay. So we do a lot of that. So is it not typical to get shower gifts for your kitchen supplies? It is, it is, but it's mostly like, especially up here, um, you register and there's definitely kitchen items on there, but a lot of us up here, not a lot of us, I shouldn't speak for everyone, but a lot of people are living in sin and uh, they, they have a lot of the things they need. So sometimes they'll get monetary gifts or they'll do something like a honey fun. Um, and there's all different kinds of things, but the way I understand a pounding party different from a shower is like the groom is involved and it's really just like fully focused on the kitchen. Wow. Well, maybe I, maybe I'm just not in the, in, in this world. I, I've never heard of it either, but, um, I do think we do a lot of gifts. I do think our couples live together beforehand here as well, okay, but okay. I can't give a statistic on that. Um, <laughs> me neither. You know, when I got married with my husband, you know, we were older in life and yeah. we had already established, you know, our two separate living environments. So we, same thing. It's like we wanted more experiences and, you know, different kinds of gifts like that, that were not yes. like you give it. Actually, we had a backyard wedding with 20 people on the bed. So it was like oh. the opposite of what I, I see every day. It was like, it was perfect. Absolutely perfect oh. for us. Oh my God. That's so sweet. It was the first wedding painting I ever did. So it was just, I'm you so did your own wedding painting after the wedding from photo. Yeah, not live, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hang on one moment. <laughs> that would be awful. That would be so funny. <laughs> okay, so another thing that I've heard is super popular, and it's slightly popular other places, but three-day weddings or multi-day weddings. Do you find that those are really popular in the South? Okay, no, uh, if I have had that, it is my Hindu weddings, my Indian okay, weddings. Yes. Yeah, but same. I've never experienced it any other time. So I have only had like a starts at five, ends at ten kind of wedding. Like it is yeah. that kind of a of a timeline. Okay, love it, love it. So these are all like I'm just throwing these in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one. So anytime I ask someone about this, they're like, "No, it's so gauche." But up here. People give monetary gifts for weddings, especially the Philadelphia, New York, New Jersey area. It's like almost, I would say probably like 95% monetary gifts. Wow. Would you say that that is different than the South? Do you think it's more registry gifts or physical gifts? You know, I actually think um, 
I think registry gifts are pretty like stick to the registry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least that's how I've been raised mm -hmm. of, of you need to buy them what they've asked for because you have no idea if you're going to get it right. And it's sure. just, it's just, I think it's a little bit more polite and yes. it's not, I personally think that that's the cultural idea that it's no, polite. totally, totally. I get it. In that list. Now, I don't think anybody is going to be shying away from cash and saying, <laughs> do what you will, because that's always a lot of fun. Totally. But, um, no, I think, I think registries are pretty, I think we're pretty like Southern tradition with that. I would say that one is a 10. I okay. See. Okay. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say like giving a monetary gift is impersonal and it's like kind of oh, rude. Yeah. I'm like, so, so much fun. Give me the money. <laughs> Because then you get to spend it how you want to spend it and the exact color you want. Or if you that's right, want, I don't know how many of the, I'm thinking of baby registry. Because you know, when I read wedding, I went wedding registry with my husband because we already had everything. But I'm thinking baby registry. Uh, I really wanted people to buy off of that list just because there were so many things. It's like I did the research, I know exactly the, the dress that I want for her when she's two. Yeah, and you know, please give me these things. But I don't know how many things I thought I knew what I liked. And then I had to return it through Amazon, which I, I love their policies. It's just like whatever I can have. And then however, like I can return it if whatever reason I didn't like it. It was just so, it was so nice. So I am thinking about that in my personal experience. I liked people buying off my registry. For sure. Yeah. Especially with baby stuff. It's like, no, <laughs> I don't want this blanket that your grandma gave you, you know, when you were, ba I want I want my Nuna baby, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Want the goods. So Heather, we always end um, with just four little fun questions. So the first one is what is your dream wedding cake flavor? Okay. I've listened to your podcast and I've, I know you love to ask that question. I You're don't. not even going to believe this. I don't eat cake. Huh? And it's <laughs> like, okay. So I went before I. Well, that's why you look the way you do. <laughs> No. Um, okay. So before 10 years ago, um, before I did the pet portraits and started my business, I did wedding cakes for about two years on the side. Cause I taught high school art. And when I was on my off with like season, like summer, um, I made wedding cakes. And even then I didn't eat wedding cakes, which is crazy. And then somebody said, you never trust a skinny chef. And it made me laugh so hard. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I know my cakes taste good because people, well, I tried them and anyway, but now I have, um, I'm all sorts of boring with dairy free. And so every wedding I go to, I literally, I bring my own PB and J or a subway and I sit there and I'm just like eating it at my easel and like everybody's eating all this yummy food. Okay. Uh, I worked a wedding on a Miami yacht and they're eating caviar and lobster and all this really yummy food. I'm eating vegan Cheetos. <laughs> So do you like any wedding treats? Maybe not in the cake or dessert realm, but like a champagne or a special drink. And I can't drink at weddings either because I literally have to be like, go, go, go. So <laughs> if I was choosing um, wedding cakes, because I have, I am so into cakes because I loved them. Yeah. Have you seen the palette cakes where they make 
palette brush marks with a palette so knife. beautiful. And they're oh. flowers. So it's this yes. three-dimensional palette flower on the case. I don't know what they taste like, but that would be my favorite. I do not like just a simple white cake that's just like simple icing and all that. Like I want it to be, I would go colorful. I would have like lots of texture. I love tiered. Cupcakes are cool, but if they're too flat on the table. I'm thinking yes. grandiose. So if I could just answer the question of what I would do with a wedding cake, that would be, that would be my cake. There's a girl that I follow on Insta and it is like crazy stick her skills. And I'm like, I don't even know how you do this. And I, I have not yet to venture to that because that was not a thing, you know, 12, 13 years ago when I was doing cake decorating, right, it was literally right. the Wilton way. So I learned the Wilton cake, which was like grandma style cake decorating. <laughs> anyway, and today it's like these great pieces of art. I'm like, oh, I, I still have the time and I sold all my equipment, so I can't, but maybe yeah. one day. Yeah, I think you have your, your hands a little full. I do have my hands full. <laughs> I, I will paint a cake. There you go. I will paint what I would want it to look like. There we go. There we go. Okay. So what is a song that's going to get you up on the dance floor at a wedding? Okay. Um, this is how we do it. <laughs> this is how we do it. <laughs> that's a good one. I love that song. It doesn't even have to be a wedding. I will just like... Oh. I, anytime I hear it, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. It's such a feel good song. You're right. And it never gets old. Oh, I love that. Uh, I'm going to play that when we're done. <laughs> okay. Heather, so what is your top honeymoon recommendation? Oh, um, okay. So I don't talk about this very much, but I have traveled a lot. I've been to 17 countries. Oh and my gosh. It is so fun, the places that I've been, but my advice would be, one, you need to just tailor this towards yourself. If you want to be, okay, let's say you want to go to Italy, let's say Rome, it is not going to be relaxed, chill, kick back. It is going to be, don't waste your looking. You're going to have, wear tennis shoes because you literally are going to be walk, walk, walk everywhere you go. It's going to yes. be exhausting. You're going to see beautiful things, but it is going to be, a very active honeymoon. It's almost like you need a vacation after that to then <laughs> detox all the sightseeing that you'd see. So yes, um, I've, I've, I've traveled and, and experienced things like that where it's like you, you, you just go, go, go. And all the countries that I've seen, that's because I would actually get out and explore. But for me, a perfect honeymoon would be something quiet and very remote and off the beaten path. And it just being like no agenda, very chill. That would be absolutely perfect for me. But a lot of times people, when they like, oh, the, the glamor of like, oh, I wanna go to New York or something like, New York is domestic, but if you wanna go to international, okay, like sure. Paris, okay, Paris would be a good one. We have this idea of romance in Paris and all this. I have never been more exhausted when I traveled there <laughs> And so it's like, you don't know the language. You don't know which side is the girl's side of the bathroom, which side is the guy's side of the bathroom. And what am I ordering on this menu? Because it's all in French. So there's like, a, you if you want something easy, maybe pick, pick a, an English speaking country. There's yeah. lots of places for that. And, oh, yeah. and I mean, so 
I think you got to be specific to what you're interested in, but my all-time favorite place is Cinque Terre in Italy. And it's oh my gosh. Uh, are you That's familiar? the northern coast? Yes. It's it's like uh south of like Milan area. Okay. Um, okay, so what I love about it is that it's these little five hilltop cities. That's what Cinque in Italian means. And it is walking distance between the thir- the five. And it actually a lot of the pictures that we have like photo stocks on our computer come from there. So you would probably recognize the fifth city and um, it is, it's the home of Limoncello. It, it have incredible basil, everything like pesto dishes. I, I mean, you could just get lost and then you can go swimming in the Mediterranean. And it is one of my favorite places that I've ever been of, of my list of travel. That it would be a beautiful what's that that's your recommendation okay yeah that sounds so fabulous yeah everyone loves like of course Amalfi Coast and um, all those places are beautiful but I feel like people forget about the Tinko Tower so yes it's it's a good spot for sure and then my last question for you today is if you could impart one piece of advice to any lovely couples about to get married what would it be oh this comes down to you uh get a professional planner and I can't (laughs) say this loud and clear enough um I I don't want to like shame any of the couples that have done this but the friend of the family the aunt the neighbor whatever she is he is whatever they were they don't have their big girl voices yet and they don't know how to demand a crowd to get 200 guests from this side of the venue to that Mm. side of the venue and you gotta have somebody that's been there done that that is confident to say hey hey all you follow me. We're going this way. Or your night is going to linger. Your timeline is going to get behind. Or let's say it is a weather event that's happened. I've worked so many weather events. They're horrible. And you need to have somebody that's been there, done that, that knows how to pull from experience and then say, here's how we're going to adapt. We're going to think creative. We're going to do this. We're going to change this floor plan. We're going to rearrange this. I, I can't say enough how important you guys are. And it is, it is a hundred percent. Get a professional planner. That would be my number Thanks one advice. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Horror story oh. after horror story. Oh my God. You can only, yes. I mean, you've seen it firsthand, but sure people can only imagine, but this was so fun. I would keep you all day if I could. And I so appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm linking everywhere where people can find you below, but um, tell everyone about, you know, your socials and your website, all that good stuff. Well, I tried to keep all my social medias the same. So it's easy to find me. It's Heather Wolf Art. And it's actually Heather underscore Wolf underscore Art. And then heatherwolfart.com. I do have um, a place on my website that you can put chats and it sends messages. That's a great way to find out FAQs and send me inquiries through there, but also all of my platforms on social media, you can message through there as well. I would love to check your date. That's like the number one thing. Like, please reach out with your date very early because they go pretty quick. I can only imagine. Well, you are wonderful and love to have you back in the future. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Take care, Heather. Talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.